Everyone knows that myocardial infarction is less common in women under the age of 50 than it is in men. Yet for those women who do suffer heart disease at an early age, it is much more lethal. Why? You are listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson. Our guest today is Dr. Judith Lichtman, who is looking into just this question. She received her doctorate in epidemiology at Yale University School of Public Health, where she is an associate professor. She is also the co-principal investigator of the Virgo study. This stands for Variation in Recovery, Role of Gender on Outcomes of Young Acute Myocardial Infarction Patients. Say that three times fast. Thank you for joining us today, Judith. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. What is the purpose of the Virgo study? The purpose of the Virgo study is to better understand the care and outcomes of young women with heart disease. Why do the study at all? That's an excellent question. Young women with heart disease represent less than 5% of all heart disease in women. However, when you translate that back to all of heart disease for women, it actually translates to almost 40,000 hospitalizations a year and almost 16,000 deaths annually. So in fact, although it is a smaller percentage of the total, it does represent a very important condition for young women. We also know from previous work that we've done that young women, meaning those that are 55 and younger, have worse outcomes than similarly aged men. For example, in a large study using the National Registry of MI, NERMI data, we found that young women were twice as likely to die during the hospital as compared to similarly aged men. And even after controlling for medical history, clinical severity, early management, that still did not account for the differences that we saw. In fact, based on that work, we also extended our window of surveillance to look at two-year outcomes. Using the Worcester Heart Attack Study, we found that for up to two years, this young population were 50% more likely to die than similarly aged men. The problem is in both of these studies, while they have been incredibly insightful as to what these patterns look like, there are a number of limitations that are still out there as far as these have focused on mortality. So we know little about whether or not these young women are more likely to be rehospitalized, have recurrent angina burden, whether or not they're able to return to work, and also recover physical functioning as compared with similarly aged men. I think one thing that struck me in your discussion is the fact that among women, of those who are destined to have heart attacks, only 5% are below the age of 55. Is that correct? That is correct. And in fact, that's one of the exciting challenges of conducting this study. Because the events are relatively rare, it's very difficult to assemble a large enough cohort to be able to look at any issues related to young women with heart disease. Certainly, studies have included some young women, but they have not really been the focus of a dedicated cohort trying to understand some of the important relationships in terms of clinical presentation, process of care, and outcomes. How many patients do you plan to enroll? We plan to enroll 2,000 women who are 55 and under who are hospitalized with an AMI as well as 1,000 men who are also 55 and under as our comparison group. Again, for the reason that you raised, because the events are relatively rare, we are in fact enrolling participants from multiple centers around the country. Currently, we have identified almost 100 institutions because as these events are relatively rare, we will need to create a larger surveillance network to be able to identify and recruit these young women into our study. If you have 100 centers, who's responsible for actually recruiting these patients? 
an excellent question. We're working very carefully based on other studies we've done that are multi-site. We are looking to collaborate closely with local investigators. The way we're setting it up is we will identify a local PI at each institution as well as their nurse coordinator or clinical coordinator. And we will, in fact, work very closely with them to help build up a surveillance system at each institution to be able to identify young men and women who've recently had an AMI based on troponin level as well as clinical symptoms, a positive EKG changes. And then we will work with them to both enroll that individual at baseline. As part of the study, women will be interviewed initially during the hospitalization, I should say women and men, as well as one month out to look at early recovery and predictors of one-year recovery, and we will be interviewing them again at one year. Who's doing the interviewing? The interviewing, the local site coordinator at each location will do the baseline interview. We're working very carefully to make sure that it is a inclusive interview, which will last about 25 to 30 minutes. As part of the interview, we will ask about prior medical history, some psychosocial factors that we would like at baseline, some of their presentation, clinical presentation for their symptoms, so that the initial interview would, in fact, be conducted by the local site. The follow-up interviews, which would occur at one month and one year, would be conducted by our local Yale follow-up center. We've had tremendous experience and very high recruitment rates and retention rates, and we're looking forward to talking with these young women and men. If there are 100 centers and you're only recruiting 3,000 patients, each center is only going to have a rather limited number of patients. That's correct. I see like 2 to 30 or something like that. Yeah, that's correct. We've actually conducted a few pilot studies here at Yale, and we would anticipate at some of the higher volume centers, maybe one to two a month, and then we anticipate at some of the locations we may see one every couple of months. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson, and my guest is Dr. Judith Lickman, an associate professor in the School of Public Health at Yale University. We are discussing the Virgo study, that is, variation in recovery, role of gender, and outcomes of young acute myocardial infarction patients. So how long is this recruiting process taking? The recruitment process will take, uh, we're certainly doing our startup phase now. We're getting all of the sites on board as far as the HIC protocol. But we anticipate we will be recruiting young women and young men for approximately three years. And then how long does the study run after that? We will be following up all participants for at least a year. So certainly some of the participants who enrolled earlier, we will be able to look for outcomes for a longer period of time. But this study was designed to look at at least one year of outcomes for these participants. Is that enough to capture the excess morbidity or excess risk of subsequent heart attack? Yeah, we did power the study, certainly for our primary outcome, which was mortality, but there's several very important outcomes. We're also, as we call it, a statistical language powered to be able to look at the differences between men and women in this age group. Other very important outcomes we want to look at are whether or not women are more likely to be rehospitalized after their MI, whether they have more symptom burden, whether or not women are equally likely to return back to work. So there are a number of outcomes that we're interested in. But yes, based on our design, looking at the numbers and participants, and based on early estimates, we would certainly anticipate we'll be able to look at these. What about the data? You mentioned that your group is doing interviews. Are you doing any chart reviews? you have access to the medical record? Are you going to be entering lab test results? 
Yes, actually, what's very novel about this study is not only that it primarily focuses on young women and men, where there really is very little evidence, but in fact, we are obtaining quite an important range of information. We will be conducting chart reviews of the acute events, so when the men and women are hospitalized, we'll look very carefully about the clinical presentation, the process of care, procedures they receive, discharge instructions. In addition, we will be interviewing the participant, both at baseline for information about their own clinical presentation, some of the psychosocial factors related to their health, environmental exposures. We will then interview them at a month and a year, so we have those pieces. In addition to that, we are going to be obtaining uh, blood specimens. We think this is very important because it will enable us to look at genetic factors, biomarkers. Again, there's very little information relating some of the biomarkers and their relationships to outcomes in this population. So we will be able to look at the interplay between biological, environmental, individual factors as they relate to outcomes in this population. Let's talk a little bit about the biomarkers. Can you tell us what markers you're looking for? Certainly. We are interested in certainly inflammation markers, C-reactive protein. We're going to look at cholesterol levels. So there are a number of factors that we will be looking at. In addition to that, what's unusual, certainly for the young women, is we're interested in some of the hormonal factors. What is exciting about the Virgo study is we anticipate that as many as a third of our women will be premenopausal or perimenopausal. So limited evidence indicates that there can be a relationship between the menstrual cycle and where women are in their cycle and having these events. So again, we'll be able to look at a wide range of, of factors. So you're measuring estrogen and progestin and something else? Those are the primary ones that we're looking at. So is there some data showing that women are more likely to have a heart attack at a different time in their cycle? Yes. In fact, the evidence would indicate that in the earlier part of the menstrual cycle where some of the levels are lowest, there are differences. And what about the cholesterol and other markers? Hasn't this already been studied? Cholesterol has been looked at often in populations that are disease-free from heart disease. But again, there are, even in the studies that have been out there, there is limited evidence in this young population. Some preliminary work we have done in another study leading up to this Virgo study has shown that some of the risk factors are very high, particularly for young women and young minority women. But no, these have not really been identified in this population. I see. How much will the study cost and who's funding it? The study is funded by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, and it's almost $10 million for the four-year study. So it's three years of entering people into the study and then one year of follow-up. Is that correct? Correct. The last year would be dedicated to follow-up. Mm -hmm. So let's go over some of these outcome measures again. Your primary outcome measure is mortality? Correct. And then some of the secondary measures are rates of hospitalization, recurrent MI, normal function. Is that a pretty good description? Yes. The primary outcome is mortality, whether young women are more likely to die for up to a year as compared with similarly aged men. But some of the preliminary work we have done leading up to the study would indicate that young women are perhaps 30% more likely to have recurrent angina or angina burden one year out following their MI. They're also almost that amount, 30% more likely to be rehospitalized following their MI. I think what's also unusual for this age group that has not really been identified in some of the older cohorts is that many of these young women are working. They have families or raising children. And so we also want to get a sense of other outcomes, things like depression and stress that are also important measures and outcomes, I think, for this population as well as physical functioning. 
I think it's important for our uh, listeners to realize that you're also collecting data on a thousand men. Does this data already exist on men in terms of return to work and uh, depression and stress, and it just doesn't exist for women, or are we in the dark about both genders? I think that's a great question. I think actually, while there is more evidence on younger men, I have to admit we focused really on young women as we were thinking about the grant and setting it up. But I do think that as we review the literature, there really has not been a, a focus on these factors for young men either. I see. So you're going to be able to contribute to the literature on both genders. Absolutely. We feel it's very, very important to understand the process of care, the predictors and outcomes for young men and young women. I want to thank Dr. Judith Lichtman, an associate professor in the School of Public Health at Yale University, who has been our guest. We are discussing the Virgo study, also known as Variation in Recovery, Role of Gender and Outcomes of Young Acute Myocardial Infarction Patients. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library in on-demand podcasts. Be safe. Be informed. Thank you for listening.